0: Hello and welcome to episode number six of Just Shillin'. I am one of your hosts, Sean Hoffman, and right across from me is Mr.
1: Andy Bell. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm good, thank you, Sean. Good evening, Sean. Good evening, friends. I think we're getting the hang of this. I I, I know. i've got to remember
2: the slight delay the ever so slight delay even even um you know we are we are thousands of miles away from each other and i need to uh need to be mindful of that so how you doing buddy how's your week been
0: it's been it's been pretty good we've had some pretty nice weather um that is it's just been nice to be able to go out and go for like longer walks without you know um dealing with all the snow with that being said we are getting reports now that we could have we being where like the general area not like at my house specifically uh we could get 12 feet of snow possible there's uh no way that that's going to happen that's always just the news being dramatic i bet we'll get like six inches we'll see uh fingers crossed we'll i guess you'll find out here in a couple days um yeah. but it's always exciting when everybody starts messaging me they're like. Hope you got the bread and the milk. Hope you got the bread and milk. It's coming. It's the snow apocalypse is coming for you. It's like it. It'll be all right. Well, I don't think it will. It's it never so it never played it, out like that.
2: So is this is this unusual for you guys? Is it late in the season, or is it is it normally like this?
0: Uh it's normally like this. Like this is uh, right. so. Like last year was a record breaking year where we just had un unreal snow, um, but this year's been super light. Like all like the last ten plus. Um, and so it's it's pretty normal like it should be it should still be pretty heavy right now, um but this kind of like really dramatic stuff that kind of like you're seeing in California all over the place, like when you hear like the mm. the Our socal friends talking about like the atmospheric river and all the 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 precipitation they're getting it's it's kind of it's like it seems like it's all or nothing right now, but we have we have quite a bit of stuff that kind of takes it away before it really gets to us, so they're like twelve feet and then it gets here, and it's like six inches um but yeah, so that's exciting. Um, but other than that, man, I'm I'm good. I'm good. How about uh, how are you?
1: Well, I'd love
2: to say that we've we've got equally as exciting weather, but we don't. It says it it's 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 either cold, you know, hovering around zero degrees Celsius, um, but bright, not a cloud in the sky, uh, or when it's warmer, it's raining. So we've got we've got this kind of duality of weather at the moment. Like I said last week, though, the buds are starting to uh, to come out and um, my apple tree is starting to bloom, uh, although I'm not expecting the blossom, the full blossom until certainly the end of March. Um, so it is getting warmer, but what comes with the ground, or the, sorry, the, the the temperature rising is obviously the rain as well, which is a little bit miserable. But, um, yeah, I mean, the weather is the weather. It's, it's the UK. I mean, it's... Uh, we are, we are our own meme, aren't we? Um, but yeah, it's, uh, all good. Week's been good. Um, we, I think I said to you last week that I was planning to take, um, Lucy and the kids away for the weekend to the theater, taking a little bit of culture, but most importantly to kind of take our minds off some of the stuff that's been going on in the early months of, uh, of this year. Um, especially with members of her family that have been in hospital and it, it, it did, it did the trick, mate. It really did. Um, so it was a it was a nice long weekend. Um enjoyed the kids' company, which is always good fun. Um, stayed at their place in 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 town and, and took in a and took in a show. And um yeah, I went to see the mouse trap. Like I said last week, it was the Agatha Agatha Christie play. In its seventy third year. Um it's never been um it's never been made <clears throat> made as a movie or Certainly even as a novel it's only, you can only get it in written format as a script you can't get it any you know in any other any other format from that and it was good fun and I do recommend anyone in the uk or indeed visiting the uk if you do get the opportunity it's um it's uh it's a it's a really good co- a good production it's very very it's a very kind of old english type of um acting you know with frightfully, frightfully lovely people um all very good actors. Uh, that enunciate their words extremely well, awfully lovely, lovely, but that was the style i mean it's meant to be based in the nineteen you know nineteen thirties nineteen forties so it's it's that was kind of the um the kind of style that it was uh, it was meant it was meant to portray and it did a really good job but it's a and like I said last week it's uh a, it's a, it's a who done it and um I'm not meant to tell anyone who did it because the surprises uh or the the catch being is that you only find out who goes who who does the murder if you go and see the show so uh yeah, it was good fun good fun at the same time i was able to <clears throat> excuse me at the same time i was able to um visit my favorite um comic book store being forbidden planet the largest um uh, nerd store in the uk and um i don't know if you saw some of the things i was I stuck into our Discord chat, but there was a few. They sell the typical kind of comics, toys, um, key rings, kind of memorabilia from 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 all types of fandom. But they also sell the really really high-end stuff as well. So, like, the sculptures, the really expensive hot toys and so on and so forth. And there was a particular sculpture or a bust of um, Chrysanthemum, the, uh, the Wookiee from... Um, from uh, book of Boba Fett and being a Wookiee guy. Um, I was really interested in buying it, but, um, my, my good lady wife was with me and she, 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 she made me see sense. So I did walk away with a black chrysanthemum, but a significantly cheaper one. I got, uh,
1: a th- you just got to hold it close point,
2: to your face and have the same effect. Three, just like hold three it close. Seven, five inch, three point seven, five inch plastic toy. um, of the same character, so it was um, significantly cheaper, and uh, yeah, she did. Um, she kept me in tow and uh, made sure that I didn't, um, in any way, spend spend my retirement uh, in a, in a comic shop. Um, so that was good fun. Um, while we were there, we also walked past the um, the Warhammer store. Now, I'm not a Warhammer or tabletop gamer at all, but I'm in awe of the of folks that are into it, in particular. Our friends from the Scruffies and yourself as well that that really do this kind of intricate kind of um, painting of, of 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 these little figures. And so I went in there and spent just literally twenty or thirty minutes just watching these guys in awe are having a great time on a Saturday. Uh, that was quite the experience. And I sent a few notes to the Scruffies. Ed in particular is a big Warhammer fan, and explained to him that I was I I I'd, I'd undertaken the pilgrimage to pay honour to him. Uh, homage to him sorry um and then we ended the weekend by booking our tickets for dune so dune is out this weekend in the or this week sorry in the in the uk and um lucy said has conceded to come along with me kicking and screaming um so we we've we've booked some tickets for this weekend so it's uh it's nice to be doing stuff at the weekends again and not um and not uh, staying at home and worrying about folk and worrying about what's going on at work and all that kind of stuff. So it's been a, it's been a great weekend just gone and um, uh, looks to be a good weekend coming up as well.
0: So has Lucy seen the first Dune or are you going to do a rewatch before you go?
2: She did. She did see it and it's, it's really not her cup of tea. And I think a lot of it is down to the complexity of the story. Um, she wants to know what's going on who's that guy who's that who's that person what does that mean what what does that mean to the, and and then with with dune of course it's very very complex and you have to go into the history of the the Bene Gesserit, Jesuit, for example and um and the idea of you know what is the weirding way and all this really funky stuff and at that point i've lost her i've lost her completely so um however we have she has read a few reviews um and conceded that there were some of the reviews that said it's significantly better in their mind than the first film. Now I love the first film because it's, it's Dune, um, but, but it's significantly more to say it's faster paced, it's more action packed than the first film. And for that alone, she's, uh, she said she'll, uh, she'll come and she'll come and join me.
0: So I'll just, if I'll not, just she... skip past, I'll just skip past the first part of that when I, when I play this for Madison, because I'm trying to convince her to go, and i'm trying to i gotta lean on like the austin butler and florence Pugh angle to try to like bring her in uh but i also got to get her to watch the first one so i'm not i may i may lose her there so we'll see
2: yeah yeah it's a tough sell um but it's so worth it i've like i said i've heard it's 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 epic and it's getting some really good write-ups and some very good ratings um audience scores in particular on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, which is good. Good news. Nice. Nice. So uh, anything you've been watching this week, anything um, captured your televisual attention?
0: So this was, this is kind of like uh, um, I was, I was debating whether I bring it up in like, Oh, is it like how I've been like the catching up or is it more of a watching? Mm. So, so I'm just going to put it right smack dab in the middle. Um, We actually, we actually, made it out of out of the house and out of the mountains for a little bit this uh this past weekend and we went to the middle of nowhere uh it was it's labeled as sacramento california but it's like a solid hour north into uh like um kind of like uh native american land where there's like casinos and stuff and they have a, a hard rock cool. casino there and we got to uh we got to go see one of my, one of my favorite bands that I haven't got to see in concert in a very, very long time. So that was really cool. Uh, And then just drove all the way back. So it's like a two and a half hour drive to get to this place. And uh, it was really fun. Lots of, lots of fire, lots of lasers, lots of, lots of, lots of heavy music. So that was, that was a good time and uh, didn't got to come home, but yeah, that was, that was really fun. Um, But in terms of television and movies, uh the usual we had the usual the Halo uh the only thing I'll say about mm-hmm. that is it's it is definitely picking up if you if you're somebody who enjoys the Halo franchise but isn't like extremely beholden to that story and maybe you didn't like the first season as much like you thought it was too slow or anything like that I highly recommend picking it up this season it is it's a totally different look and feel like it's it's building on top of that but it's it's a lot of fun and it's uh it's definitely more involved and more like i don't know master chiefish um more yeah. action things like that so it's it's pretty cool um obviously masters of the air it's going how we predicted it is
1: mm-hmm.
0: even fur even further off the rails now um and just yeah good 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 times watching other people have bad times um we'll see see where it goes um, and then outside of that, uh, we have another update for our Oscar movies rewatch or uh, best picture nominees oh, watch. Um, we're down to two left. The one that we watched this week is called poor things. Uh, it's with Emma stone, like mostly Emma stone, but there's like a uh, Mark Ruffalo's in it and uh Willem Dafoe. That movie um, bring two seatbelts because it is a wild ride. Uh, don't if you don't already
2: know about it, don't look it up ahead of time. Um, I've I think I've seen some of the. Anime. It's quite fantastical, isn't it? Is she, is she is she like a robot or something? She's she is not a robot, but she is right. Okay, leave it. <laughs> n-
0: not standard. I will say you okay. you're 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 onto something, but she's not normal. Um, right. Uh, it's it is very fantastical. It's like a alternate fantasy kind of thing i I can kind of compare it like the the visuals are insane the story is very good just if you watch it sit with it it's like uh it's 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 definitely eye-opening and kind of like thought-provoking in a lot of ways it's not for kids um it's definitely not uh like a hey let's just Put it on in the background, kind of thing. It's not that, not not really, not so really not, that either.
2: It's not a Wes Anderson film, is it? It kind of looks like one. It's like well, if that's you, what if I was you... asking. That's what I was asking because it look it looks it's kind of in those. It's very pastel and 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 hard edges and soft focus. Do you know what I mean? Yes, there's a lot
0: of Wes Anderson style cinematography in it. If you cr- if you crank up the saturation uh, on a yeah. Wes Anderson film, um, and that's like and there's other similarities but don't think you're going to see like um like moonrise kingdom going into this yeah. because it is is not not quite um buckle right. up you're in for a ride it's uh but watch it see it through to the end and it's 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 really really interesting um well i know that's, def-
2: that's one thing that that's that's one for lucy lucy, lucy will she's a, she's a, she adores emma stone anyway so um it's one of those ones that's being rather heavily advertised in the UK on 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 British streaming services. So um I think we'll uh, yeah, we'll definitely jump in on that one.
1: Yes, but don't
0: don't look it up ahead of time though. Like I mean it's no not way. like it's a big it's not like it's a big spoilers or anything like that, but it's just I mean, obviously I, I'm not gonna talk about what it what goes on it, but there's obviously like controversies and stuff with it. Uh but I think there's also good dialogue and good conversation about what those controversies are or are not. So it's a right, it's a okay. very very thought-provoking movie and it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um is it my favorite? No, but I do think it is Madison's favorite. Um Right. I think that's her I think that's her pick as of right now and we only have two left. And so we'll we'll see how how it all shakes out. Excellent. But those are that's all I've been watching besides random YouTube videos about black holes and other nighttime gummy videos that make it hard to sleep
2: (laughs) we we had a we had a a long weekend so um uh we i kind of had to write off three out of of seven seven evenings um still re-watching scrubs when the when the kids are here so they weren't here the last week we were with them so we haven't seen that Battlestar Galactic is my cooking product uh, my cooking program sorry um uh, still watching um for all mankind nearly finished in season 4 again i think i said last week that um season 3 i didn't find as as compelling to me as seasons 1 and 2 still great still very very great but it's very very futuristic now it's very very uh, i wouldn't say unbelievable it's still within the realms of technology that we we know and love today but it's very very fantastical because they're really stretching the pushing the boundaries in terms of space exploration and mining, you know, cosmic mining and so on and so forth. Uh, so I'm missing the kind of the, the, the relatable look back on history that was very much part of seasons one and two, but it's still a very, very good story. And I'm so glad I found it. Um, and like I said, at the end of season four, that will be us done. So not too far away now. And I hopefully be moving on to the next thing. Um, Obviously um we saw uh we have seen um our discussion point for today, which will be Bad Batch episode four and how we're getting on what we thought of today's episode and how we're getting on with the the whole vibe of the series as a whole. Um uh, but I also tried, in the interest of having something new to talk about, I also tried Avatar, which has launched we didn't talk about it actually, but it um it actually launched last week on Netflix. Um and it's the it's the remake of the original um, Nickelodeon cartoon, not to be confused with the Je- the, the James Cameron uh, multi billion dollar um, uh, uh, franchise set on Pandora. It's a very very different story,
1: um, and I enjoyed it. Um, and the reason why I'm a little bit
2: hesitant is because um, I don't know if I've got the the staying power to do the story a third time so if you think about the original the original cartoon series is epic and it it, it's really hard to beat it was um Lucy used to work at the weekend Lucy sorry my wife before she retrained was a was a jeweler and she used to work at the weekends um and so as the kids were young and growing up I had the kids for myself at the weekends i was i was very much looking after them and we got heavily into the original avatar cartoon series which i think is at least three seasons three or six i can't remember i know there was a lot of dvds that went with it anyway point being is that it means an awful lot to me um and it means an awful lot to the kids because from that they, they themselves outside of my influence have really got into anime really got into um studio ghibli as well um i think i've said to you you know offline that um you know that they're, they're really really into studio ghibli and in fact um they go to an awful lot of the live productions the stage plays and the uh, uh which is currently being currently touring in the uk anyway i'm going off a tangent and I, I, prom- I promise i wouldn't do that um then obviously there was the film so that that move that was then translated from the original cartoon again epic to the film which was awful um it's i'm not i'm not going to admit we are a positive podcast and um i'm glad i saw it i guess is the one positive thing i can say but it was it was not a good interpretation of the original uh source material uh or even a particularly good interpretation for the silver screen of the source material and um there are you know many many um diversity uh problems or sorry problems that around diversity and inclusion that i have in that in that particular uh, uh that particular production and in any case um uh, that aside so i was looking for, i was looking forward to the new the, the new tv series um coming out and i sat down and watched episode 1 and it's good it's good it looks amazing there's a lot of the it's funny isn't it how used to the the, the volume we've got um or stagecraft how used to that kind of um world building we've got that we that we were spoilt with uh on the Mandalorian, but you can tell it's been used a fair bit in this production that said it's done very very well um and it's very, very production value you know produ- production values special effects actors uh it's all on point my only struggle is me. It's not the program. It's me. Can I go through the series a third time? Sorry. Can I go through the story a third time? Um, knowing exactly what happens. Cause at the moment it's very, very true. If I go by episode one, it's very, very true to the original, the original source material.
1: Um, so I, I, I will, I will finish the season. Um, because I
2: think, from what I've seen so far, it, it 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 looks it looks pretty good, and again, looking at some of the reviews, they've, they they really are quite mixed, actually. Um, and I will finish it because I do love the story. It's just it's just that where my headspace is at the or my head's at at the moment. Have I got the have I got the gumption? Have I got the have I got it in me at the moment to go through that story again? Um, and I'm not sure at the moment. So uh, I like it. I like see i'm just not quite sure whether i've got the enthusiasm at the moment to see something familiar in a in a in a in in a in a a reformat
0: Well, it was also it was already it was already done well and so a lot of the a lot of times these kind of things struggle
2: man yeah
0: because you you have you either a lot of times you either like you just meet expectations or you miss them. It's very mm. hard to exceed them when it's art the the source material was already so good. Like we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when it comes to like books and other things, but those are at least different mediums that you can translate and do differently. Mm. This is just going from animation to to live action where mm. it's that's a that's a very especially when it starts in animation and you try to take it to live action, that's a very very difficult thing to let alone exceed expectations. It's hard to meet the same expectations because of.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's almost like, um I don't know how to articulate this.
2: Or I don't know how to put this in words that make sense to myself, let alone anyone else, but it it's almost, it almost would have been in my mind because it's been done so perfectly well so perfectly well it's almost like well, why didn't you just continue the story or do a parallel story or do just do a um a reimagining within the same universe but on a different on, on a on an older avatar because as we know avatars have been have been are, are a generational um um superhuman or a super being um there have been many avatars over the years to protect to protect the four the four kingdoms, um, and um, I'm surprised they didn't do a different take, like a prequel or a, or a sequel. Um, doing the same story again is is probably what's got me on my back foot a little bit because it was done so perfectly well. It's a little bit like somebody saying to, you to it's a little bit like somebody saying to you today, "Hey, they're going to remake. Um, they're going to remake Empire Strikes Back."
0: Yeah, it feels it feels like low hanging fruit and a borderline pandering. Like I, this is something I have noticed a lot recently, especially with like the Netflix kind of stuff. It's, it feels low risk and it feels like there is some, some creative director who is hell bent on bringing that style of like, if you want to call it Mm. anime, I know it's not truly, but it's like they're bringing that, those style of animated stories to a larger audience.
1: Mm. Like,
0: but they never do it well, but in the same time, it's like, Oh, if we, if we do some avatar story, that's a prequel or sequel, then people will be pissed. Like, this Mm. is like, I feel like this is like the meeting they have. It's not what the truth is. It's just like, well, people, people will be mad that we don't do this. And plus if we do this, then that keeps subscribers and keeps retention and Mm. we'll just do this, whether it succeeds or not. And like, we're just trying to build these, these into franchises, uh and expand them to to people who are like I don't really want to watch a a, a cartoon like because there are a lot of people out there who are like that it's
2: i i, I agree and i probably say my wife's one of those people she's got no interest in uh there's only one cartoon um that she's ever really really enjoyed sorry outside of disney of course like everyone she enjoys disney and 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 the pixar stuff um but there's only only one serious cartoon that she's ever enjoyed in my company and that was arcane so the um the spin-off cartoon they did of uh league of legends uh and i love that i love that um i love that cartoon i'm sorry i love that season it's not a cartoon it's i love that i love that seat that that season it's just it's just for me it's completely perfect um anyway that's a that's a different discussion for a different day so yeah i've seen it anyway so um that was um that was that and then obviously we've got today's discussion point there's a couple of things that i did pick up in the news today uh this week sorry despite being um despite being uh in uh incommunicado for for at least three out of, of, of seven days um the first was um i noticed that they've remade shogun so shogun was a big um uh tv drama um tv mini series during the uh late 70s early 80s i guess with richard chamberlain the 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 the, the famous actor richard chamberlain and he was uh, it was a story of obviously the um um the, the traders from the from the from from the west um um sinking their ship off the coast of of of, of feudal japan and um and the survivors being this particular captain um um becoming really entrenched in the culture and falling in love and 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 really being part of 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 the shogun uh, culture and I loved it as a kid it was something um it was something very very different and I know that the the the, the media content that's available today to to our children is a lot richer uh, there's a there's a heck of a lot more diversity there's a heck of a lot more content to start than we had as kids but, but shogun and back in the late 70s early 80s if I remember when it actually came out was um uh, there was nothing there was nothing like that there was nothing like that at all and if there was anything if I'm perfectly blunt but uh, to be honest with you that anything that represented Japanese culture at the time was typically about the war it was about the second world war which is uh, a crying shame when there was this amazing uh it's amazing um uh, uh story to be told about certainly about feudal Japan and I loved it and so uh, I didn't even know it was coming out but I it, was, it wasn't until um, I was flicking through Disney Plus the other day that I saw that they have landed the first two episodes of this remake with some really really cool actors. Um, you know, zero whitewashing going on here; they're taking it quite seriously, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. So I haven't seen it yet, and I can't I can't tell you whether it's good or not. But that got me; that put a bit of a spring in my step as new stuff that I that I would potentially enjoy in, uh, over the coming weeks and months ahead, especially when I finish uh, For All Mankind. Second was, um, I don't know if you ever played Star Wars Galaxies, the um, Sony Entertainment uh, game um, some years ago. It was a massive, it was an MMO. It was uh, basically, uh, I loved it. It was, um, I lost probably a good five or six years of my life to that game, whereby you had one or two, I had one or two avatars or characters that you would take through a, a skill tree progression story by, 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 by choosing a profession. And doing lots of different things. I, I was ironically, well, I was uh, I, I had a Twi'lek character and I had a, ironically a, a Wookiee character, um, and I grew them up to a reasonably high level. But it was um, it was a, it, it was an MMO not in the context of go here, have a battle, shooty shooty, here's a mission, go and do this. It literally was. You were living in the Star Wars universe. It was it was massive, absolutely huge. And you could build, you could build communities, and in fact, part of the enjoyment I had of this of this game was was really becoming part of a community, becoming a city, your player owned cities, and uh, they end, they ended up going through what they call NGE, which is the new gaming experience, which somewhat dumbed the whole game down to try and make it more popular with the World of Warcraft type of gamers. Um, it never really was the same thing again, and I won't go into too much detail because that is a conversation one day. I would love to have with Hawes if we ever are ever lucky enough to get him on uh, on this pod. Um, because it really was a piece of work this game in the in the very, very early days of it. Um, but anyway, there's um over the years they've been doing these um there's one or two fans that haven't despite Star Wars Galaxies being shut down quite a few years ago now, probably in the uh, at least late noughties, it must be. It must be that long. It's at least 10, 15 years. Anyway, um, there's been a couple of emulators going on. Uh, a couple of die hard fans have had these emu sites that have been running the game for quite a few years. And there's a new one um, called um, Star Wars Galaxies Hardcore. And the, betas, uh, the beta is being released in, an, in, a, in a couple of days. And we'll stick the, uh, the link in the chat. Sorry, in the in the show notes at the end, but essentially it's um, an emulator, another emulator of Star Wars Galaxies, but the consequences of your actions uh, are really quite brutal. In that, when you die, you die, and you respawn, but you respawn with nothing, absolutely nothing. You lose, you lose all your possessions, and it, it, it's almost combined it with the kind of concept of uh, of um a battle royale scenario whereby someone kills you they can loot everything that you own as opposed to the old game which just you you still kept your possessions and everything anyway i found that quite interesting and um uh if you if you if you're like me and you you you, you have some nostalgia towards that old game suggest you check it out see what it's up, see what it's about and then lastly um i saw again a bit of a surprise came out of nowhere was um a game again that I, crikey, when did the Handsome Dan collection come out? Um, a game franchise called uh, Borderlands, um, which was a uh, um, kind of like a, 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 a it's a it's a post it, it's a, it's an ap- apocalyptic kind of game whereby you ch- you choose one of four professions, um. And it's it, it's it's almost cel shaded. It's like a cartoony type of game whereby uh, it's a first person shooter. I wouldn't really call it a shooter. It's a first person story, whereby you 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 you, ha- you 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 strive for glory, treasures, and success on this barren wasteland of of a planet or planets. Um, and it's quite funny. It really is quite funny. It, it doesn't take itself too seriously. And like I said, it's it, it, it's 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 rendered in a quite a cartoony such style. Um, again, very much cell shaded, a little bit like um, the Resistance cartoon, for example, the Star Wars Resistance cartoon. That kind of rendering or that kind of three um, D animation, and it's again, it's good fun. Um, and the characters uh, mean an awful lot to me. I mean, it's, I've got Claptrap, who is the the resident robot of the game. I've actually got a model of of that lovely mofo here on my desk. But um, it's a great it's a great game series, and they make they make turning it into a TV series. And the first thing I do is, is always hold my breath and 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 <laughs> say a few Hail Marys because I I it, it scares me whenever that whenever anything that I've I, I loved or had fun with. Is, is 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 turned into something else um and the first thing of course i i do is 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 hope that um they don't mess it up and they make a good they make a good th- uh, they make a good job of it it is a bit strange because there's a lot of people uh, i mean kate blanchett is there um as is uh, jamie lee curtis um there's a few others there as well and there it's quite a and i don't i mean i'm old so i don't i don't i hope i'm not sounding ages but it's quite a mature established bunch of actors in this this story
0: it's an interesting set of picks for sure
2: when when you consider that the actual the actual the the game and the characters in the game were or or seem to be significantly younger now of course someone's going to say andy don't talk nonsense they're 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 cartoons in the game yeah of course they are but they but they're characters their demeanor their physicality everything about them seemed a lot a lot a lot younger so i mean hey listen i love kate blanchett it's a weird one because she's kind of this kind of punker style type of um badass woman which she is a badass woman but but the it's it's a it's a very young look for a for a more mature actor to play to play and I hope that's not offending anyway it, it, offending anyone and I really hope it's it, it's a really really great role that she has and she she absolutely kills it um because I love her i absolutely love her to bits but it's just a a very very strange role um uh for her to play um and very much i would have said outside of the her normal repertoire as a serious actor anyway that's what i that's that's the news that I picked up this week um as I said, it's not it's not a huge amount, but it's a, it's a, it's a decent enough for four days anyway.
0: So but I you, when you were talking about the the Star Wars Galaxy thing, it it, made, it reminded me of so I, I, read, a, I read I didn't play it. I, I didn't play the game, but I was reading about the the new beta for the, the hardcore mode. And it's interesting, mm-hmm. like some of the other aspects of it where it's like, oh, you can go find like a, a cloner and get cloned and then you get like. XP and stuff to like re kind of rebuild up. But it's like, it is like a, almost like a permadeath, a lot of things, but then it it it, it couldn't help. I couldn't help but be reminded of like a series of the board games that exist. Uh, They're like the legacy series. I don't know if you've ever heard of those, but there's like a risk legacy uh, pandemic legacy and like ticket to ride legacy and a bunch of others where it's, it's a similar concept where the decisions that you make in the game like affect the board game itself like um and and then all future plays so like you it's not about playing a single session it's about playing a season and so like you'll be playing and then something happens and you gotta like rip up cards and like you can't those cards are yeah, gone yeah, yeah. Like you destroy them. it's not like oh put them in the box and save them. no you're just like no you are foreverly really, like i know pandemic legacy is like one of my favorites like i don't know if you ever played the pandemic games but those are like s tier quality board games in my in my book and like the legacy versions, like oh you you lost half the world like take these stickers and just destroy half of your board game because you can no longer play that stuff anymore and it plays multiple seasons and there's pieces hidden inside the box like in secret flaps or whatever uh it's just that kind of like actions have consequences it's about like the storytelling narrative going forward I, i love that kind of uh oh i can just start over again whatever whatever it's like no like you you lost it all and things are now different for you it's not like you're just resetting back to the beginning of the level um it reminds me a lot of that a little bit and it's a, uh, it's pretty interesting
2: i bought i funny enough i bought pandemic for the pandemic sorry for the family and we've never played it i bought it what? ironically during during the pandemic and um although i think it's significantly older than than, than, than the it, it is older um, it is
0: older than that it's it's maybe a little off-putting to play it during the middle of the pandemic like most of my plays yeah were before i was told to, so it's like
2: ugh. yeah i was told to go do one when it when i turned that turned up on christmas day i was like dad no we're not we're not playing this game so uh i will we we will revisit it but i think my timing was a little bit off uh when i originally so- bought it
0: it's a, it's a good co-op game. It's really fun. Like as long as you don't have anybody who's like a major quarterback, but I don't really see that being a problem with family. Um, <laughs> yeah. then it's, it, it can be, it can be a lot of fun and and really cool. I, um, I do have a couple news items that I, I forgot about. Um, one is kind of uh, a coincidence based on some of the Disney park stuff that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um, it actually came out recently that, I think Disney does feel a little bit of a pressure down in Florida because they are they announced a new special deal that I think in 2025, anybody who has like a I'm going to get I'm going to get the details wrong. But you can if you're going, you can look it up Um, if if you're going to the parks, you get like free admission to the water parks on the day of your arrival, Um, specifically right around the time when uh, Universal Epic Universe is supposed to be opening um which is interesting because the, the the water parks at disney world have always been uh an add-on ticket and they're always kind of hit or miss like they're not something that people see as critical i loved it when i worked there it was fantastic um specifically mm-hmm. because i didn't have to pay to go in uh but they are they were a lot of fun to be able to just go and like relax on the theme these themed water parks all day um and for other reasons that we can talk about it another time uh being a degenerate cast member there. But it's, it's interesting to see how that they're opening these up. Um, at first I thought it was going to be to alleviate some of the, the pressure and crowded, like crowds. Yeah. But then like you look at the timeline of it, it's like, Oh, this is directly lining up with the Epic universe uh potential launch. So I thought that was worth noting that we were talking about that the other day. And they're just now announcing these things.
2: Well, they have to, I think we spoke about it at the time they're, they're going to have to. If if they don't do something new, they're going to have to add value of of some. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it must be so hard to keep reinventing yourself and adding 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 you know more rides and refurbishing One. older rides and reinventing exactly. themselves, reinvent yourself, reinvent yourself. So for the sake of you know if cash flow is tight, for the sake of pushing a development budget into the next fiscal year or what have you if if they just like throw in some some freebies like that to add value um that you're more likely to 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 still buy a ticket so it's it's probably smart but to your point around it coinciding with what universal are up to it's uh it's interesting and i think competition is a great thing so it's exciting
0: Absolutely. And the other thing I had was it's not, it's not immediate news. I should have, uh, I I was going to bring it up a couple weeks ago, but I totally forgot. And now I took notes and remembered Um, (laughs) there has been a recent release. I'm not sure if you are familiar with the, how, how far, how familiar you are with a lot of the star Wars fan cut communities. Um, I was originally introduced to it a long, long time ago to like through the, the de Despecialized Editions, where they took the the special the the special editions like the high res special editions and people like painstakingly reverted them back to like the theatrical release, like removed all the crazy special effects and did like it's really I think the, the reading about what they did is more interesting than actually watching those movies, uh, but being a digital hoarder and all these other things. I like to collect a lot of this stuff um, but yeah. one that but one that came out years ago and I I every once in a while I'll start following pretty pretty closely is like the 4K77 4K80 and 4K83 projects um I'll leave a link to them but it's like the sequel tri- or the starwarstrilogy.com I believe is what it is but what they are is a group of people who I don't want to I don't want to misspeak about their motives, but the the TLDR is they didn't like the Blu-ray editions that came out of the four K releases of the original uh the original trilogy. And so they wanted like they the the contrast was all off, a bunch of other Crap was wrong with them. I think they maybe even had like had like special scenes, and they weren't the original theatrical releases. So what they wanted to the, do um,
2: color, color I was gonna say the color saturation. I remember that being a big complaint for Empire. Yeah, massive. Yep. Um, it was. It was. It was. It was too. It was. It, there was a blue saturation that, had, or blue filter that had gone through, and it was just. And it looks like so. It looks
0: like Solo kind of where it's like where there's not a lot of contrast on it it's very dark it's very blue uh and things things are just off and it's inconsistent as well um so the 4k 77 project started with i believe it's like 97 percent uh mostly like a scan of a 35 millimeter the original 35 millimeter reel and same kind of thing they reconstructed it and then re-pieced it back together uh with like laser disc scans and audio options and it's like it's it's really kind of a breeding ground of like people who are really interested in like digital video restoration, audio codecs, and just all sorts of crazy stuff. But that was released years ago, and they continue to improve upon it and have all these different variants. I'm on
2: the website now. I mean, it looks it looks absolutely fascinating. I'm on the website exactly. I mean, they've have done a lot with the deleted scenes as well. They're restoring deleted scenes. I mean, this is like um,
1: oh, it's, a rabbit, a, I, yeah,
2: it's yeah, a rabbit yeah. hole. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. My I, friend, this is you're gonna do it to me again, aren't you? I mean, the yes. um, they've got the they've got the um, they've got the deleted scene from when we first meet Luke. Um, we don't meet him now until later on after the after the um, you know, when the Jar was sell- selling um, the droids to uh, his uncle. But there's obviously the the earlier scene that was cut where he's actually fixing one of the evaporators. He looks up into the sky and uses his macro binoculars to 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 to, to, to check out the battle. Um going up overhead and and the what they've done is is, is amazing and it makes yes. it, it begs the question what earth didn't lucasfilm do this for their making of featurettes it's so it's crazy so what's interesting is if you once you really go
0: down the rabbit hole you can start looking at the timelines for these projects and you can probably see why lucasfilm didn't do it uh, Some of these projects have taken six, seven, eight plus years yeah, yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, rebuild okay. and, a, and a lot of money. So all of this to say is a long-winded way of saying 4K80, which is the 4K version of this for Empire Strikes Back, was finally released as a 1.0 candidate on February 12th. Uh, You can get the 1080p, the 4K versions. Obviously, I'm not Um, promoting piracy. If you have the whatever, you know what I'm saying. Um, It's all available on that that website. And they also have, like, if you register for the forums, they have 4K83, which um, the Return of the Jedi wasn't nearly as hard because they have a lot more of the stuff available. And it was just an easy conversion. So that's also there. But then they're also doing stuff with Attack of the Clones. They're doing stuff with everything. And there's like a million different versions and fan cuts and adjustments and like HDR remakes. So if you have like an HDR TV, you can see like ones that they've applied like visual adjustments to. So they're like more contrast and like deeper blacks, brighter whites. It's wild. Good luck. Have fun. It's a, it's a, (laughs) it's a, it's hopefully, hopefully you have fast internet and big hard drives because like the 4K ones are like, 60 70 gigs each uh wow but it's awesome uh i just downloaded it and or not i don't know if anybody's listening to this but maybe i don't know I maybe i did um but
1: it's cool
2: it's fast <laughs> it it's fascinating stuff though i mean i find that the it, in my in my older years in my older years i find stuff like this as equally fascinating as the as the original content it's a little bit like my my collecting i mean we 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 ran out of time because I could talk about it all day, but an awful lot of the stuff that I really like is the bootleg stuff. The bootleg stuff I find equally as fascinating as the as the genuine article um and in fact, I'm sure you already know this an awful lot of the bootleg stuff from the seventies and eighties is more expensive than, than the real than the real Kenner stuff that was released at the time because it was so well a hysterically fantastic but also uh, there wasn't an awful lot of it, so it's become rarer. Um, but, but this is, this is almost like the digital version of, 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 of the fascination I have with, with, with bootleg toys. It's brilliant. It's really, really Have cool. you,
0: have you ever watched or have you ever heard of or seen the backstroke of the West version of, I believe it's Revenge of the Sith. Don't, don't look it up. It's not worth it. It's, it's horrible. Basically what somebody did was it was, I believe it started as a bootleg where somebody was trying to do audio dubs from English into right. some other language. But this was before, like, good translations, so it got all messed up. But then they thought that was funny. I believe they thought it was funny, so then they translated it back to English, so English speakers could see, like, how it had been translated. It is off the rails. It, so it's like
1: right.
0: Revenge of the Sith, but it's completely just a double, double messed up audio and subtitles of just insane dialogue it's it's pretty funny but not worth two and a half hours of your own time but it's uh, uh of a like of a certain that. time for sure i, I think it was called like stuff. i think it was called like backstroke of
2: the west i think is what it was i i just love them i i, I love the obscure i love the bizarre there's um there's a there's a there's a dvd that came out a few i couldn't get it on blu ray dvd called elstree is elstree 76 elstree 75 it's a documentary um of uh it's it's an unofficial documentary that was made um quite a few years ago hell street 76 school um and it's really about the behind the scenes of the original english english tertiary actors and 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 um and stand-ins and extras that were on set none of them are actors i mean they're they're basically you know These are these are these are average Joes that just came along, had no idea what they were getting into um, and were asked to stick on Stormtrooper costumes. And it's it's really funny. It's really, really funny. Interestingly, IMDb, the official channel, gives it 5.9 percent. But the the actual audience review on Rotten Tomatoes is 81 percent. What does that say about the, the the audience rating about the audience that actually watched it? Anyway, the point being is it's really quite funny and it's not, it's not a, an official it's not in any way an official um, um documentary it hasn't been sanctioned at all. It just goes behind the scenes of quite a few of the of, of the bizarre of the bizarre um people that worked on Star Wars, in particular the the Brits at the time, which were you know very institutionalized very union, very unionized um, um british working people that worked on this film and the the funny part about it about this documentary is that there's at least four or five of the actors that they're that they're filming all their claim to fame all of them is that they're the what they're the stormtrooper that hit their head um you know in the in on the on the door that lifted up when the stormtroopers come in on the death star and catch r2 and c3po in hiding in that room one of them famously hits their head on the top of the door and all of them have claimed their claim to fame is that it was me. It was me. It was me. It was me. me. Um, no one's gotten to the bottom of who the actual, the real actor was or who the, who, who, it was only one of them that hit their head, but they're all making money in these, in these, (laughs) you know, back in, in these dodgy, um, comic cons and, uh, on these, uh, on these, uh, getting people's autographs, all taking credit for being that particular stormtrooper that hit their head. Anyway, sorry, I'm going, going off a tangent, but in the same vein of, on the same spirit as the stuff that you like, I love that kind of bizarre, bizarre stuff. I really do. So, I'm a huge fan of. Um, I don't want to say unofficial document. I mean, I love documentaries.
0: Period. But if you're yeah. if you if you have a, an inkling for maybe documentaries that. Were supposed to be, but then for some reason or another didn't happen, um, or weren't like released. There, if you are familiar with the movie The Emperor's New Groove, uh, made by Disney, which is a fantastic yeah, yeah, movie yeah. if you've never seen it, there is a doc, a Nama uh, face <laughs> yes, there is a, a documentary called The Sweatbox, which was uh leaked online years and years and years ago but it basically is a a behind the scenes look at how the emperor's new group started as something different and just the turmoils of that, the production of that, that movie. And just kind of, it was never, I don't think, I don't think it was ever officially released. I think Disney or somebody was like, yeah, no, not, no, thanks. We changed our minds, Uh, but it was leaked online. And it's actually very, very interesting. It's a very raw look at like, here yeah. the creative process, executive involvement, um, and some of the pain points of being creative at that time, and just the company—it's—it's it's very good. Um, it's probably in like 360p. No, I haven't watched it in years, but I remember at the time I was like, "Ooh, this is kind of rough," but it was a very good documentary, um, especially since that movie, in my opinion, is very underrated. Um, I love that film.
2: I, I love that film. It is so funny. It is so so funny.
0: Good stuff. But yeah, that's uh that's my I believe that's my yeah, that's my news. So if you if you if you like fan cuts, go find them and then go down that rabbit hole and don't blame me when you run out of a hard drives. No, I won't. I won't,
2: I won't. <laughs> um so dude, episode four, The Bad Batch. A different approach
0: Let's... is the name of that one. I made sure to yeah. look it up ahead of time. Yes.
2: <laughs> um, what did you think?
0: Uh, I mean, yes. I think I like it. When, I, think, I think I like it when they released three episodes in a week better yeah. than just one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's I feel like they should have phased us down like three, three, one week two the next and then one because the three to one direct and then especially kind of into more of a traditional Bad Batch Star Wars animation feel was was kind of rough. There were still hints of um, really high quality. But it is more of those familiar story beats um, throughout the episode. But I thought it was I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I'm ready for next week. Um, what were your what were your kind of high level thoughts?
2: High level, I, I, I 100% agree with you. It was um, I wouldn't say it's bad, um, but the um, it was a very in my mind it was a very reliable cookie cutter plot for this week's story. It was, um, we've seen a lot, of, a lot of that kind of stuff before, you know, it's, um, it's, 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 it's tried and tested. It's it's like a, it's like a pair of, it's like a pair of reassuring slacks or, or, or slippers. I don't know what analogy I'm trying to think, of, but you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's yeah. not, it's not, there's, there's no, there's no, um, there's no genre, genre breaking storytelling going on and it doesn't have to be either I mean as long as it's, I mean it's still good quality stuff and um there's some notes I took but um yeah it it did feel like I was it it did feel like I was um quite an an abrupt um uh detox from last week um it was it was it was it it, it felt like a a a, a normal week and I don't want to say a filler because I hate that word I hate because that word too. End, because it still served a purpose to what we saw at the end of the story. It still moved the plot along, and the conclusion of this week's story was very, very impactful and and will have meaning going uh, for for the rest of the the rest of the season. So I'm I'm sure as hell I'm not going to call, call it filler. But yeah, it was a it, oh, and I oh, and I wouldn't even call it pedestrian either. So it was it was just um, uh, very formulaic plotline for this week
0: i i despise the word filler because i think the word filler implies that it could be you don't need it um it's not it doesn't serve a purpose to me this episode is like if you compare it to like cooking it's it's the prep work it's the prep work like we're not we're not doing the spices we're not like we're not searing the steak we're not cooking the meal but we're doing our we're chopping we're chopping the vegetables we're doing this stuff Mm -hmm. we're prepping for the decisions and the the events that are getting ready to take place next week like um to kind of get into a smidge of it it's we needed some time with for a, there to be a transition and an arc with um crosshair and omega independently so that way when you get to the end of the episode and further on decisions and actions and beliefs make sense And so you can't just go from, Hey, let's go back and boom, we're with the other guys now. And Hey, maybe things are tense, but let's not be that way. That doesn't make sense. You needed to show this, this, this transition and this arc between the two of them where Crosshair is still not great. Like in terms of like the good or bad scale or whatever, or his belief system, but you can see him starting to adapt and see the way he sees uh, Omega differently. And, so I think when when people are going to say inevitably say oh it's filler it's like but you can't do without it it's not as exciting it's not the main dish but it is the the prep work for making the next week or whatever so great in my opinion
2: and what's come before it of course as well absolutely is, is, you know we we've, we've had we've had I'm sure we've had this conversation at least twice in the, in the last you know, since we started but yeah how do you how do you build from ground you know from from ground zero to the culmination of the of the season, how do you keep that momentum going without without pauses without without a, a, a palate cleanser and bearing in mind what we built up to last week which was the you know the escape uh from Mount Tantus. um do you just keep just keep progressing and progressing and progressing you kind of every week you progress the story or escalate the situation or make it more desperate. It somehow nullifies or dilutes the impact of the previous week, so you have to kind of start again. And I don't mean start again as in the story; I'm talking about start uh, start again as in the tempo, the tempo of the of 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 the of 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 the drama of of the of the event. And um, I, I thought it was good. I mean, there's I mean, if if you indulge me, I've got a couple of notes here. Um, yeah, absolutely. The spaceport that they ended up in, I thought, was very um, Macquarie esque so um there's a couple of old drawings of um Mos Eisley that um that he did um in particular with um stormtroopers the early concept stormtroopers wearing the, the the ponchos maybe not quite as dorky as the ones we saw today but but they 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 were with ponchos with the amazing colorful characters of 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 the people that and aliens that 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 populated um or lived in 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 Mos Eisley. and I got that feeling from the start and it was just from the very very first couple of shots of the denizens of 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 this starport it just gave me that instant macquarie vibe and then, and then it disappeared quite quickly but there was a couple of shots at the very very beginning there the hustle and bustle the colors in particular. The 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 concept Stormtrooper, which we know is you know is taken from uh, one of the early concepts that he had for the Stormtrooper uh, when they came out with this you know proto proto Stormtrooper concept in 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 the first place. Um, the second the second pieces or the second notes I made were really there were there were two tropes. Hence the reason why I said it was it was quite reliable storytelling that we that we know and love already. The first being um the port the port official taking a bribe um well that reminded me of solo mm-hmm. of of being open to a bribe um the second trope was uh man and child on the run with the child taking the lead in many cases well that reminded me of kenobi for example um it's it's stuff that they've done before but it works it works really really well especially with someone with a character as strong as Omega. Um, And there's the rest of it is just stuff I've written down. So Crosshair's redemption, you know, the fact that he 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 wasn't perhaps out for himself anymore, and uh, he did hesitate, double back, and go after um, go after Omega as she's trying to save her dog, her space dog,
1: Um, and that really takes a. It's a it's a really good point in
2: my mind that he's taking the journey back to to who he wants to be as a person. Whether the other boys will forgive him or not is another question for another week. Um, I don't know if you noticed when they were breaking out the before they broke out the animals. I heard, I definitely heard the cry of a porg.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know if you yep. heard that in one of the cages.
2: There was a cry of a pork there
0: it took me a minute to figure out what it was i'm like that's that's extremely it's like the wilhelm scream Yeah, yeah 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 i can i can can pick it out but it's like but what is like what was that that's some it's a reference and a clip from something else but what and then finally it took me a couple minutes of like
1: oh that's what it was
2: yeah um and then the only other question i had sorry i had two more notes i do apologize um the tentacle that came out from the cage to devour the officer i have that note was as that well a, was that a rathtar
0: i think it is i thought i think it was that i said right. did a rathtar kill that guy question mark i'm like i'm pretty sure that was a rathtar it was the right size it was the i think they made it seem ominous enough they're like do you know what that was yeah like, you don't
2: yeah. you don't see the ball with the eye yeah but but yeah. you know but it, it seemed like a rathtar to me um so i and then like La- Sorry. And then lastly, I was just going to say the, reu- the reunion, uh, the reunion at the end was, was, was tremendous and something, you know, you could see it a mile off. As soon as you, as soon as you saw, you saw the ship, you knew they were there. I was a bit worried at first that they weren't actually going to be there. They, they, they didn't get the message or indeed that um, Hemlock had somehow intercepted the message and was going to be there waiting on that moon for her instead. Um, but, but the reunion I thought was fantastic. And that big old lump coming out and wiping away tears from his face as he, as he holds Omega, I thought was, I thought was absolutely phenomenal. And then obviously the, um, the, the, the reveal that that she had some help and that, uh, and crosshair came down the steps and fade to black thought was a really, really good ending. So they're, they're the only notes I've made. So over to you, mate. So I,
0: I definitely want to save, I have questions about what, we think is going to happen with crosshair to me. Like I know a lot of people really don't like him, but to me, he is one of the most up in the air arcs. And so I'll, I'll I'll come back to that in a minute. Cause I really want to hone in on that one. Um, I had a couple notes as well with the animals when you, when they came to that, like uh, the, what was the space like the, like the depot, a shipping depot. I got major, major Jurassic park vibes with the fence, yeah. the crates, and just all the way they were kind of handling and moving them around, it almost felt pace for pace with uh, how they handle, the bad guys always handle the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. I'm like, this feels like an homage in a way. Yeah, um, Definitely had the the Rathar. Did the Rathar, was that a Rathar? Had that there. Um, more, more fly on the wall. How does it all work? Sean's speculation here of like, there's the 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 uh, the episode definitely had tropes but there were also some things that were just like i we i feel like we've never seen this this level of quality or this type of scene before in bad batch like we've seen them in this season and so it's like okay say they have a thousand minutes of like is this how it works okay we have a thousand minutes of cartoon or of of animation we have x number of budget we really want to take these scenes make them really, really nice. And so these are really nice. And so does everything else in the middle, just kind of like, just like make it like the practical side of things, like make it work. So like you'd have those yeah. scenes where they're showing like the planet and then like the multiple planets and like the landscape. And it was just gorgeous. It reminded me of Starfield in a lot of ways, like yeah, minus yeah, yeah. the fog. It was like, this is gorgeous. And I don't feel like we get this in Bad Batch very often these like long these long shots of like multiple planets that are like way too close to each other in like in in one aspect but it's like it's it was just beautiful like i actually had to pause it be like this is this is crazy like i feel like this is a a different level of quality and kind of uh i hate these words like beauty i guess like natural beauty used in star uh, in in star wars animation so i thought that was really neat um the, the cliffhanger reunion I thought was very, very well orchestrated. It almost felt like something like I don't know enough about like traditional films, but I feel like the way it was um like shot and like the the angles and the, the way the ships were lined up and the and the loading ramps. I'm like, this feels very reminiscent of like another film like a kurosawa or something like that like it almost feels like they took the shots directly from something else um because it just felt very planned and coordinated uh Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways i will before we go to the crosshair stuff i will say there is one thing about uh, it's not necessarily the bad batch but about this time and the the art style are things that that always really irks me, and I just feel like I have to get it out there because it's always in my notes. I feel like they've done really really good job with like the Macquarie proto stormtrooper kind of look, and like they have a certain aesthetic throughout uh-huh. their shows. Each show has its own kind of vibe, like each series: uh, Clone Wars, Bad Batch, etc. Uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. The but the Republic commando design stands out like a sore thumb to me every time he appears on screen it is like they have the very stylized stormtroopers but then they take that republic commando and it just feels like they took an asset from something not bad batch put it in there which i'm already not a fan of the republic commando anyways it it reminds me of that like mountain dew force unleashed era of like just yeah make make their helmets like like bobbleheads and light it up from the inside make them all look like they're lumbering like he-man figures walking around it's like it just doesn't fit so every time i see them i'm like ah just we don't need it we don't need them like yeah it just feels like a weird thing so uh, that's done i got it out of my system yeah, tried to, it's out of the way
2: they've i mean i mean i mean they cl- clearly they've tried to stay as close to the video game design as they as they could um which which it's a good game by the way it's a very very good game yeah. um for its time for its time it was very very good indeed um but it never it was very it was very super commando halo-esque to super commando it never really fit quite the aesthetics of star wars anyway um yeah. but um I must admit they don't bother, with me. They bother me as much as they do you. But, but I get, you know, it, it's again, different strokes. It doesn't, it doesn't matter.
0: And I feel, and, I, and I'm i happy for anybody who loves it. That's like, I just had to get it yeah. out of my system. It's like, every time I see it, I'm like, I just need to like verbalize it and get it out. You know, it's like podcast mm. therapy a little bit. It's like, Hey, I don't like that design and that's fine. Like it doesn't matter.
2: I've i never understood the illuminated um, T visor. I've never, never really understood that because, um, no other trooper has that. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a giveaway really to your location. I mean, I know that they're, they're, they're bright white, which is not smart anyway, as, as, as troopers, but it's, um, I've never really understood that in like, itself anyway.
0: If it, I guess like not to, not, I don't want to, I don't want to make it seem like I'm being negative about it. It's just more of a critique of the design. It feels like Star Wars has such strong imagery and designs when it comes to ships armor yeah. and things like that like the like if you wanted to do something that's a, a level up i like the death trooper in rogue one like that to me is like okay it's got a light and they've got different accents and things but it's like it but it's sleeker it's cooler and it stays in the same vein the 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 illuminated t-visor feels like it looks cool in a video game or on a cover of a of a thing so now we got to like roll with it like it, uh-huh. it's almost like I drew this cool picture and you guys like it. It's like lit up now. It's cool. And they're like, yeah, let's, let's roll with that. And it just feels like we're Mm. kind of continuing with that. uh, In my opinion, a weak design, but, but it's cool. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. If they made if they made an action figure where you could push a button on the back and it's T visor lit up, that'd be sick. I wouldn't buy it, but that'd be cool. Like (laughs) a a great use of the license as our, as our friends like to say. Um, Exactly. But my big, my big thing is I love Omega, I love the bad batch I'm you know my stance, I don't think anything's gonna bad's gonna happen to omega i don't I don't really worry about wrecker and and um hunter necessarily. there may be whatever and i think I think that one planet with the the island I think that's like the home like where where things are gonna happen like in the end mm-hmm. the the person that I am most interested in is Crosshair, especially after this latest episode, where he didn't fully have a redemption arc. He just no. he kind of opted to stay together. Like it could have, he could have been, he could be being redeemed. Um, but as of right now, he he's really kind of in this like, so let's stick together, we're we're gonna be better off until we get out of this, and let's see what happens and i think the ending was a great representation of that as they're both standing on loading ramps of their own like their own ships they didn't come down and meet each other and so i think there's a couple different i'll kind of give my thoughts and i'd love to hear yours there's a couple different paths that we can go with crosshair that they can take with crosshair one i think there's the low-hanging fruit um one that I think a lot of people are expecting, which is the, he's fully redeemed and he does a self-sacrifice to save the day. And then everybody's like, Oh, everything is okay. Crosshair became good in the end. Um, I, I will be happy with that, but I'm always, I'm always looking for like that, not easy road in some of these stories. Yeah. Um, Like, I think it's too easy. It's like, I, I'd love to see if Crosshair like makes it, But he doesn't like come back to the group, but he's like, I'll, I'll help. But I'm like, this isn't, this isn't my vibe. I'm not here to be a family. I've always been an outsider. Um, I'm going to go do my own, my own life of salt. Not like a, uh, like a penance or like a life of like isolation. It's just like, this isn't me. You guys have this family. I need to make, I need to make it right by, shooting somebody in the back, killing Hemlock, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I survive. And like, that's it. Like, and I'm, see you later. I'm going this way. You guys go that way. Whatever. Um, That's what I hope happens. But I'm curious, because there's all the imagery of like, okay, those two are clearly still pissed at him. And he's like, he's never, he's never really shown a sign of like remorse. And I'm also curious of what they've done to him.
2: Oh, I don't. And- I don't know. He did say to. He did say to. And I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, no, no, go ahead. He, he did say. He did say to uh, Amiga, "It's been months. I don't. I don't know, Amiga. It's been months." Demi- showing that you know, not that he regrets it, but he knows that the boys have a conflicting opinion of what he's done. Um, and I, I, I must admit, I don't. I'm not in one of those camps that hate him um i don't hate him at all and we're talking about a cartoon character so i mean i i'm i'm i don't really have many you know i, I don't i don't lay, awa- lay awake at night thinking about it but uh, i don't hate him and in fact um if you think about it he was doing what he was programmed to do he's it's not his fault it's not his fault that he um that he um fought his brothers um he was following orders that's what they were programmed to do they were the ones that were defective, yeah, yeah. they're defective for all the right reasons i'm'm not, I'm, not, I'm not that much of an idiot, but 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 they were defective ultimately. Um, he was the one following orders. He was the the he was made that way. He didn't have a choice in in, in, in his any of his decision making because that's the way he was made. so I certainly don't hold him any ill will uh, if I was to take this stuff uh, amazingly seriously. Um, but on your point, um, I think that we did start to see a little bit of the, uh, the guys in chaos. The guy has gone from being the most dedicated, besotted, loyal trooper, clone trooper to the, to the new empire to witnessing some stuff that made him really consider, you know, really question his own his own self his own his own purpose um and what he was doing and um that in itself the emotional turmoil from that would be be um debilitating in many many ways but then he goes through this you know this this whole process of it's almost like the five stages of grief where you you then get to and i think he's at this point at the moment where he's starting to understand why his brother's he certainly understands now why his his brothers rebelled and did their own thing and did what they felt that was right and he's now resided to the fact that he is also someone that's demonstrated independent thought in his own right and has um has pushed back on the on, on on the man on the authority um i think to your last point on what will happen with him I really hope they don't go down I, to your point you know it's it, it's an easy way out um we could see the rest of the season with him having a hot and cold or should we say tepid relationship with with his brothers but them keeping him on um as muscle um to get you know to to do the kind of work that they that they that they need to get done before the series end or the season end um and then he truly shows his worth to them and his love for them um, by sacrificing himself in some in some heroic way. Typically, well, I, I guess from uh, in saving Omega in particular would make that uh, a particularly um, compelling story. But to your point, it is a little bit predictable. What I would like to think um, is that he will. Um, Again, one of the one of the stages of grief is is like realization and acceptance. And I hope they do make it to the island world. I hope that after all the turmoil and the the final battle and whatever whatever happens in the end of the season to bring it to a close, that they do get to go back to the island. And he sees all of these rescued clones that are now living, including the boys from last week. Uh, from two, yeah, from last week. Um, the, the 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 more junior clones. All living a peaceful life and in coexistence with each other and happy and safe and you know, him being able to finally finally see some peace for himself as well, um, away from 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 the need to fight. Um, there's also a, a further development of that, which I think would be a very unpopular opinion, is that um maybe Hunter dies.
1: That I think maybe that's Hun- I think that's Maybe Hunter died.
2: Maybe Hunt, Hunter's the one that sacrifices himself for Omega and to save the rest of the team. And the, the redemption story for um, Crosshair is that he becomes the natural leader. He becomes the leader and, you know, it, it faced the Black with, with, with Crosshair taking on the, the, the Hunter role to protect the community on the island and to to make sure that crosshair you know and, and crosshair vows to continue the work that Hunt had started by providing the safe haven, maybe with or without the help
1: of um Echo and our buddy um Rex. So I think Echo and Rex. So on top of that, I think here's here's
0: a longer a long-winded way of saying my post episode four, bad batch predictions um so but before i do that i don't i don't foresee i don't predict that uh crosshair is going to get that ending from my side from where i sit, it's like crosshair's story is 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 he's he's a bit of a tragedy um where he'll have I feel like you'll have victories and you'll have um an arc but like to me the, the the crosshairs story is is a is is the struggle for your own agency like you can you can yeah. look at the clones and like oh we're just following orders but that's there's like subtext there of like I have a chip in my head and I'm programmed to do this we've never been able to be free thinking whatever whatever and I think it's also a story of you know, this even though Hunter and Wrecker are like a tropes, and like they are able to be purely good. Most things yeah, in yeah, real yeah. life are not like you. You don't change your mind from something you've been said in your ways about, or the way you've been programmed to being um, a a good air quotes good person, or a new way of thought and a new way of living. I mean, look at look at how real life is. You don't you don't go from one one train of thought to maybe a more progressive train of thought overnight it takes time conversations life experience and but i think the crosshair has an atonement he has a sense of atonement there and the the, the stages of grief but i think it's his battle for agency which i think he's still struggling struggling with Mm -hmm. of like following orders doing what needs to get done a very literal literal mindset to your point about the island and hunter sacrifice i could very well see that happening hunter being the paternal uh you saw last season with some changes that have happened he's always been the paternal figure to um omega the protector but now now that you say this with a a hunter sacrifice that would make me feel like tech is still alive And I would see I would see Tech coming back and his girlfriend on the planet, on that planet, them almost becoming the parental figures, the mom and dad, and then Brecker's the buddy. Um, And personally, this is me just being really selfish with what I want. I don't see uh, Crosshair in the in the picture. Like whether that means he's like, I don't care if he goes off and he fights for the rebellion or whatever, or he goes out with Rex and, uh, and echo and the others are like, no, I'm, I am a soldier like this. And now I'm doing it on my own terms. Like, cause I just don't, I don't see him being there and being like, I'm going to protect this Island. It's like, cause he's, I think that's where he struggled as an agency of like, they've told me I'm a soldier. This is who I am. These are my skills. Um, uh, mm-hmm and but now i i would hope he was going through this transition of it's not what i've been told i'm i who i am and what i want to do and what my skill set is no this is what i this is how i can help i can apply the person that i've been programmed to be but i'm doing it on my own terms now um no one's telling me what to do I'm going to go out and fight and for good because I don't. I don't see him being at home and like oh let's go play with the toys or let's no, well, let's raise but, people. But as with
2: as with many veterans that have gone through PTSD, I would it would be amazing if he could find some peace. Yeah, but absolutely. Think, you know, you could, but you, you but you could be right. You could be right that 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 he finds his peace in other ways and that he keeps using the skills that he's that he has, albeit um, on the side of on the side of good. You never know. He might actually be the. In a new hope, when that when that re- rebel fleet trooper is holding those uh, that that he's in the in the on Yavin on the rebel base yeah. in Yavin, he's on the top of that. He 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 he's monitoring the uh, the Millennium Falcon landing. That could be that could be crosshair with a with a large helmet on. You never know.
0: I love it. You know and it. with and with all that's being said, I'm a hundred percent wrong on all of this. I've never been right on any oh, of my neither. predictions. <laughs> and so, oh me neither.
1: But it is I mean, I it bet. is
0: it is funny to try to apply what my own wishes and a deeper a deeper meaning that I would love to see portrayed in something as simple as an animation where it could be enjoyed simply, but you can also uh, take it and and really and really peel it back and and I think there's real mastery in that when it comes to writing if you can accomplish both. It's like kids can enjoy it and people who don't well, want to think you- deep. And, but it can yeah, also I mean, more.
2: With, with the exception of Resistance, pretty much every other, uh, every animation, so Clone Wars to Rebels, from Rebels
1: to Bad Batch, it's all been in- interconnected. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I was about to sneeze. Um, it's all been interconnected. And um,
2: I really hope there is something after Bad Batch. You know, maybe not. Six months from now, maybe twelve months from now, or I do hope that there is something quite wholesome about having an animated series in the first place. Anyway, but there's also something quite nice about it because it doesn't seem as high risk or mm-hmm. as high tension as the as the as the as the live action programs because they're not they're not judged with so much. In, there's not as much inspection on them because they are animation. So it seems less risky and they can take some chances and they've had some, and I really do hope there are, there are stories that come from, from Bad Batch. And I know that, you know, it's not everyone's cup of tea and I get that. I get that. That's the, that's that's the beauty of the amazing palette um, and portfolio of, of, of um, Star Wars content that we have today is that you can pick and choose what you want. Um, But I hope we do get to see, and not just at the end of this season, I hope we do get to see, a little piece of what 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 comes from the end of of the bad batch in in a future endeavor
1: yeah because i mean they can't just leave it open i I,
2: enjoy it they
0: can't leave it it open-ended like what what happened omega is clearly critically important to something yeah you can't you can't just sever it completely i mean you can but then be like oh there's files on the computer we don't need her we have her data like Whatever,
2: and I know, but... I know, I know, I won't be making any fans from this because, I, I, and I'm sure I'll get a, a little bit of hate from this as well. But there's no, there's no, there's no force users at the moment. I know, we're, I know, Ventress is 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 a few. It, it is it looks like she's going to appear in this season, and that's fine. But at the moment, for the most part, Bad Batch is about the again, it's the any man or every man story, which I really do like, and it's a lovely, it's a really nice. It's refreshing not to have everyone as a force user and wielding a lightsaber and 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 doing stuff that said, we know that the the experiments going on 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 in Mount Tantis are associated with that, but I'm talking about the characters themselves there's no these are these are normalish people doing normalish things. It's
0: like Andor. It's like Andor. It's like you. Yeah,
2: exactly like Andor. The
0: the human, the human stories are are what's compelling, at least for me, and I and I think for you as well, because it shows that things aren't black and white. Things are complicated. People transition. Things take time. There's there's gray areas. Like it's not all. Like not everybody has the context that these are the bad guys. These are the good guys. And. Mm. Like, and I think I think that's what I really liked about the Rogue One movie in the first four seconds. He's killing his friend, and it's like sometimes good can is arbitrary, and like you look at the goal and the means that we get there are are messy i'm not that is not a larger statement of my personal beliefs yeah, yeah, yeah. anything like that. I'm just saying like I like the storytelling nuance, and like shit's complicated uh and think think and for yourself and how does it make you feel how does it push you in 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 different directions and i think bad batch is really really good at it and to your point about the animation feeling special and kind of being low risk i think it's because it subverts expectations you expect it and i think resistance would have gotten there if it had more time because if you look at all the animated series they all start one way and the next thing you know it's like man i'm kind of have emotions. And like it's, I see the 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 strings being pulled, and it's because mm-hmm. you go in. It's like, oh, it's just gonna be a dumb cartoon, whatever. And next thing you know, it's like, oh man, this is like has like real world implications, real emotions, real feelings, real conflict. Yeah. Uh, and that's, it's awesome. I love it. I love every minute
1: of it. For sure. No, I'm looking forward to it.
2: I am looking forward to the the rest of the season. One question I had for you, and I I I don't know if. Because I can't find it or I didn't look for it. Am I right in saying there are more? There are typically 20 episodes in a season, but there's a lot more in this season. Is that right?
0: I think it depends because the last seasons are always, always like, they're always different.
1: So this season has 15 episodes. Right. Ending on May 1st. Okay, that doesn't seem like a lot.
0: How funny would it be if Ventress never shows up and it was all just a tease? I mean hilarious. yeah,
2: yeah, they read our show notes <laughs> It'll be at least one lie, one lie in the uh one some sort of made up bullshit in the in the trailer somewhere that would be fantastic.
0: the bad bad oh, is am looking forty five episodes this season
2: so what do you think the main the main I mean, the main, the main push of the rest of the story is going to have to be Hemlock and his cronies trying to get their hands on Omega again. What do you think the Bad Batch's story is? Uh, apart from running away, of course. What do you think their story is going to be? Do you think they're going to hook up with with Rex and um, with Rex and with um, Echo to to because one of the final one of the last comments that um Omega made was to go back to Tantis to save the other clones. And of course, Rex and Echo are both saving clones at the moment. that's what that's what they do. So there's gotta be a team up at some point, right? And rather than once I say Warlock, rather than Hemlock catch up with them. They actually can, conf- they go back to Tantis to confront him. That's where the confrontation happens. That's kind I, of in my mind where I see it going.
0: I think there has to be some kind of team up at some point. Like there has to mm. be something in the next epic, like next 11 episodes to justify Ventress being there. Um, I hope it's, I hope she's not just a bounty hunter. Like I think that's.
2: Yeah, that would suck.
0: Like i don't understand how she would just be able to exist given her past as as a as a bounty hunter um among the likes like if they brought in some like boba nonsense that would be wild um that'd be since the whole boba and omega stuff i think that'd be crazy like and not, not in a bad way just like whoa did not see that coming um but with the with the team up it's like it can't be too big so it's like okay can they can they I feel like Tant- it can't be bigger than Tantus because then that would have, that would warrant a response that's big enough to be a bigger story, pl- a bigger story part. Like it yeah, can't be yeah, yeah, a full-blown yeah. rebellion yet. And so it's like, but I do feel like this is the culminating moment for clones, the leftovers, however you want to call it. I feel like this, whatever's going to happen in this season, I feel like it's going to be the the cherry on top of the, Clones were more were deeper than just being cloned bad guys. They actually have like a uh, an arc that finishes nicely. Um I'll be it'll be crazy if it ends up being close to my what I wanted from the Rise of Skywalker, where it's like, oh, it's like a stormtrooper clone rebellion, rebellion. against yeah. their their former things. Um and there's just because then that gives you a lot of cannon fodder if if not. So then you could have that scale uh and and chaos where uh warlock or hemlock is is gone and Mm. tantus is destroyed but the secret data tapes made it out with a little bit of the research kind of flipping a new hope on its head and rogue one on its head um but i do think there's gonna be a team up i don't know like i'd love to see rex and echo in there with maybe other people that they've come across to to be a larger battalion we know
2: i mean we know from it. rebels that 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 you know rex eventually calls it a day and settles down yeah. you no know, he 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 jury rigs a uh a, a walker an old walker with um wolf is it command wolf, wolf, gr- wolf, wolf and gregor 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 that's the he's he's the he's the nutty guy right the guy that goes so, yeah. a little bit Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, at some, at some point that like he's, so we haven't seen either of those two other clones at some point, And I don't know, it'll be nice connective tissue. I know doesn't know everything has to connect. It'd be nice to see some connective tissue kind of with those guys as well. Maybe they're at this now being experimented on and part of the rescue is to save those guys. Um, maybe part of the PTSD or the, um, the 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 troubles that gregor um is 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 demonstrating in in um in rebels nice. is because of the, the experimentation on him yeah uh, that's know, actually a really good point i think i, if we, I
0: think it. i think you're on to i think you're on to it I, I i i strongly feel like the the clones that are left in parentheses, are conceptually imprisoned in tantus and that will be the culmination yeah that is the purpose. And the culmination of this is like doing justice to the clones that are left. And so then they can all move on with the next chapter of, of whatever. So I do, I do think that's hopefully because you yeah, got to no, button it all up. You got to button up the clone wars. You got to button all these things up where we have all these like millions of people everywhere. Um And it's like, they need, they need that, that closure to their own story. Cause we can't have the clone wars, offshoot part three series animated where we're we're still fighting for for clone rights and et cetera et cetera. So um yeah I'm excited. And now I'm actually more excited now that we've talked about it. It's like I hadn't thought about really where it where it ends beyond our beyond our individual characters that we have currently.
2: Well they found they found their Shangri La on, on that island, right? And there's and and we don't see an awful lot of we well, we don't see any clones in the OT, although you might want to some people may argue that that rex was on the bat in the battle of Hul- uh, uh, of endor um but the point i'm trying to make is that is that um i was gonna say uh the point i was gonna make was was that ultimately they're not prevalent and i know they've got accelerated aging so come rebels time frame or the ot time frame they are old men but um so I guess you could think the worst and assume that they've all passed away, but it would be nice to think that, 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 um, that, uh, Islanders, is their at home.
0: They're often star Wars, Portugal, just enjoying their beach vacations.
2: Exactly. They, they, they put exactly. their time in. Exactly. Exactly. I was hoping that I might be able to find out. Oh, we do.
1: We do. Hang on a second. Right. So next week's title. Episode title is The Return. March the 6th, 2024. The Return. The Return of who? Don't know. Or, or, Or to where? We don't know we don't know we exciting i know now i'm not more now i'm more excited i could, like i'm excited already but now it's like dang yeah
0: now i'm more now i'm more excited dang am i high am i like have we have i come full circle with this podcasting stuff it's like i used to i mean i still do i still listen to other podcasts to get excited about story beats but now it's like now i'm just hyping myself up like now we're now it's just a full circle of like i just Talk about it with Andy, and now we're we're hyping our own. This is
1: the point.
2: This is yeah. But let's, <laughs> let's face it. That's the whole reason for doing this in the first place. The fact that one or two other people might listen as well is a bonus. <laughs> All right, my friend. Another good week. It is another uh, good, great week.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, excited to to chat about it next week. I did have one one thing I wanted. To, I forgot to tell you earlier. It's it's very short. It's just the one thing. Uh, Madison and I were talking. We had a conversation about like taking people's last names if people get married and whatever. And she's like, "Oh, I like the idea of, um, uh, you know, people who like make up a new one and then like they both just take on the new one." And I'm like, "What do you, what do you uh, think about Hati? Uh, we just both take that one on. I like that." She's like, "I'd consider it." It's like, "Yes."
2: Did she? Did she? She had no idea what the context was.
0: Oh no, she knows exactly what the context is.
2: Oh, I see okay, if we're fine. Um, there's something I forgot to tell you actually before the show I'm sorry to break this to you actually on the um, on the uh, as we're recording now. I'm actually working away next week. I'm, a, I'm a working abroad with work next week, so um, we're going to have to work out what we do next week. It may well have to be um, the following weekend, so two or three days later than normal. Uh, if that works for you, my friend, that actually works perfectly for will. me. Okay, fine. Fine. I don't want to let you down. Um, because, and also selfishly don't want to lose a week because, um, I, this is, this is, uh, like I said to you before, this is keeping me sane. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to miss it, but I do know that next week is going to be a bit difficult. I might just ring you anyway, next Wednesday at a really inconvenient time. Uh, and uh, and 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 ask what you thought, but um, yeah, I'd forgotten. I'm actually working away next week. It's going to make as as much a as I little bit tricky.
0: As much as I'd love to, you know, just hang you out to dry on this and make you feel like the bad guy, <laughs> I'm I, I'm actually going to be away as well for part of next week too. So it's oh, just cool. per, it's perfect. It's per it's perfect timing. <laughs>
2: nothing like nothing like airing our dirty washing in public in front of everyone else. Brilliant. <laughs> Okay, buddy. Well, listen, have an amazing week and we will catch up with everyone. And um, thank you, as always, for putting up with our, our prattling on and our, uh, our bizarre assumptions of what is going on. Um, thank you, Sean, if you want to take us out, mate.
0: Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Andy, for doing this. You guys know where to find us. JustShillin.com.
1: And you, you all know us anyway. So thanks again. And see you next time. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye.